Peak Policy here on Idaho Speaks, featuring the work of Mountain States Policy Center. Here's Chris Cargill. And thank you very much, Gwen Pointer, and welcome to Peak Policy. This is Chris Cargill, the president and CEO of the new Mountain States Policy Center. Thank you very much for joining us here on this wonderful day in the state of Idaho and the Pacific Northwest. For those of you who are not aware of what Peak Policy is and what Mountain States Policy Center is, let me take a few minutes to tell you a little bit about myself and our organization. First of all, the organization is a free market think tank. So if you've heard of groups like the Heritage Foundation or the Brookings Institute or the American Enterprise Institute, those are national think tanks. We're a think tank on a regional scale, of course, based here in the beautiful state of Idaho, but throughout the region as well, thus the Mountain State's name. And our goal is to provide you and policymakers and the media and business owners all across the region information they can use to improve their own life via the free market. That means that when we have a problem in society, we look to the free market to fix it. When we have a challenge, we don't look to the government right away. We look to the free market because the free market is you. The people are the free market. And we are excited to be able to launch this new organization, a conservative free market think tank based here in Idaho. One of the only organizations of its kind, by the way, that is a regionally based. Usually these think tanks and organizations are in one state or another. We are, of course, regionally based uh, regionally um, in the state of Idaho uh, is our base, but we will be uh, covering regional perspectives as well. A little bit of background on myself, was born and raised here in this area, grew up on North Idaho Lakes, went to Gonzaga University and have a degree in broadcast communications and political science and uh, have always been interested in public policy and improving and empowering you to improve your life through free market principles. So we will be on this program periodically on Idaho Speaks. I want to thank the fine folks at Idaho Speaks for their generosity and giving us the time to tell you a little bit about some of the policies that we're working on uh, each and every time that we're on the program. And wouldn't you know it, you can hear it in my hands today. I have two different policies that I want to share with you. The first is about gas tax transparency. Obviously, as gas prices continue to surge, who do we blame? Well, the president's policies are always a point of contention. So too are the profits of oil companies. Occasionally, even those innocent gas station attendants and owners get angry treatment. Earlier this year, the president suggested that gas station owners were voluntarily jacking up the price. We know that that is not true. Uh, what you rarely hear is how much the government takes from the cost of a gallon of gasoline for itself. Gas prices are, of course, inflated by government taxes and fees. But do consumers in the mountain states really know what they're paying when they fill up at the gas station? If you went and filled up right now at the gas station, would you know how much you're paying? The answer is is likely no. Obviously, you see the, the price tag up on the sign. Uh, but gasoline is one of the few products that we purchase where taxes and fees are actually built into the price. That means there's no transparency about the true financial burden that's being placed on you, the consumer. The U.S. Department of Transportation says gas taxes make up about 19% of 19%, I should say, of the overall cost of a gallon. But this is going to vary depending on the state and the current price. For example, if the gas price is high, 
then the gas tax percentage is going to be much lower. Likewise, if the gas price is low, the gas tax percentage could be much higher. Gas taxes vary by states, but here in the mountain states, we do charge more than average. In Idaho, in fact, we charge about 32 cents per gallon. That was last increased in 2015. And in Montana, the state gas tax can uh, cost consumers 31 cents per gallon. In Washington state next door, the state gas tax hits nearly 50 cents per gallon. Washington is also preparing to implement a carbon tax and a low carbon fuel standard that's going to dramatically increase the cost of a gallon of gasoline and force much more uh, folks in the state of Washington over into Idaho to find cheaper options. The state-by-state -state tax burden doesn't include the federal gas tax of 18.5 cents per gallon. So when you add it all together, Idaho, Montana, Washington, we all have gas taxes that rank among the highest 16 states. In most states, gas taxes are used to fund roads and bridges and the state's transportation system. And so long as the money is being used wisely, most drivers are, are pretty much okay with that. However, when policymakers adopt gas tax hikes, there really is no accountability built into that system. The cost is, is hidden in the price. This is unusual, obviously, when we're purchasing almost any product. After all, the, the price of a loaf of bread at the grocery store does not have the sales tax built into it. Neither does the cost of a bottle of water. Most consumers can see the tax burden they face on, on their receipt if they look at the receipt. If they don't like it or don't think it's being used properly, they can talk to their elected officials. But with gas taxes, consumers are, are essentially left in the dark. And to fix this, uh, we're, we're calling for what's uh, been referred to as a truth in labeling transparency requirement. In 2017, Washington State passed this law, which required the State Department of Agriculture to produce a sticker that would be placed on every gas pump near the weights and measures certification. The sticker simply informs drivers of their state and federal tax burden. Now, in Washington, like the WSDA, uh, they, they conduct periodic inspections of gas pumps, and, and it makes sense to have them uh, just be charged, be the agency that's charged with putting those stickers on the pump. Overall, drivers have responded positively to this. Obviously, the cost for taxpayers is going to be minimal. It's basically just the cost of the stickers, and state workers are already traveling around the state uh, for the weights and measures test. So it, it really makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. This is a simple, transparent idea that we really think should be considered in Idaho and across the mountain states. And since government taxes and fees make up such a large portion of the overall cost of a gallon of gas, a truth and labeling policy is a reform that we believe is worth pursuing. So... Gas tax transparency. Head to our website, mountainstatespolicy.org, mountainstatespolicy.org, if you want to read more about that. And we're going to stay on the transparency bandwagon today, talking about how to improve transparency in K-12 through public schools with what we're calling a public school transparency act. Um, if you've ever tried to thumb through a school district budget, you know it can be a maze of numbers and statistics, and, and unless you speak a different language, it's it's pretty much 
hard to, uh, pretty hard to understand. Well, there's a new survey by the Gallup organization that shows a decline in the number of Americans who are satisfied with K through 12 education. According to that polling, 55% of Americans are now either somewhat or completely dissatisfied. Now, we have a big challenge here in restoring confidence in K through 12 schools, and it's not going to be easy. Uh, after years of COVID shutdowns and the behavior of some teachers unions and school boards, uh, the disapproval of the public uh, can be seen really in the number of families who have left the public school system altogether. However, we as uh, citizenry and as lawmakers all across the state of Idaho and other states as well have the ability to improve and at least try to improve some of the um, some of the overall confidence that the public has in public schools. Now, when you take a look at uh, the state budgets, Idaho spends about 50% of its state budget on K-12. through Washington is about the same. Montana is a little bit lower at 35%. Uh, but if you try to understand what's in those budgets, you try to understand a school district budget, it can be very, very difficult. Um, school district budget documents really are, are a maze of numbers and legal jargon. If you can even find them on a website or know where, where to look, when you finally do track down the document, it's very difficult to read and understand. In fact, Idaho's largest school district, the West Ada School District, has a budget that can be found online, but it's 336 pages long and includes six different budgets and 36 different programs. Now, in Montana, the Billings Public School District is the state's largest, and finding its budget on the district's website is nearly impossible. Unfortunately, transportation doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot, or I should say transparency, not transportation. Transparency doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot if you really can't find what you're looking for. I mean, it's nice to have these items put on the budget or on the websites, the budgets put on the websites, but if you don't know what you're looking at, what does it really all mean in the end? That is why we believe that it may be time to consider what's called a public school transparency act. And what this would do is it would require all public school districts, uh, both on the first page of their budget and also on the front page of the district's main website, to report six simple things. One, the amount of total dollars that they're spending, all funds, local, state, and federal. Two, the amount of total dollars spent per student per year. Three, the amount and percentage of the total dollars that are being allocated to the classroom. Four, the average administrator salary and benefits. Five, the average teacher salary and benefits. And finally, six, the ratio of administrators to teachers to students. Very little extra work would be needed to make this happen. Uh, most school districts already have this information somewhere in their budget documents. They know where to look, whereas parents and taxpayers can get lost. It's in the interest of transparency uh, that school districts should be eager to share this information with the public. But if they're not a eager to do that, then of course the state legislature can step in as well. If we're going to restore any faith in public schools, we really believe that you have to start there and make budgets and following to the dollars easier to understand. I'm Chris Cargill with Mountain States Policy Center. Visit us at mountainstatespolicy.org and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Mountain States Policy Center's Peak Policy with Chris Cargill here on Idaho Speaks. 